And now, a page from the Diary of Flo. Dear Diary, there's something about protecting people's homes through Progressive that inspires me, because I just had an idea for a book. Well, it was originally an idea for a movie based on a play inspired by a podcast. But the idea is how you can save when you bundle home and auto. Hmm, might not be the best idea for a book. Save an average of 17% on car insurance when you bundle home and auto through Progressive. Maybe a radio commercial? Guess we'll never know. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. All right, welcome back to another edition of the Off Top Podcast, otherwise known as the Drake was dodging me on the park while I was trying to record a video podcast. Lo, how you doing today, man? I don't know if you missed my video, but Drake was at the park and uh, we we're playing 2K and he left when I had next five times. I've never seen. He was ducking and dodging like Floyd Mayweather. Uh, but anyway, yo, NBA action is back. All right. First of all, I'm not going to lie. Some people were dreading it, but it was kind of refreshing to not have any NBA for a while. It made me yearn some NBA. I feel like now that it's been such a drought. That I Yo, really want to watch some of these games. Are you are you gonna let me say hey? To no, the no, people? no. This come on, look, I'm the main I'm the main character. Come on. Oh my god. Come on. Yo, did you see the Jonas Valanciunas game winner? Did you? I mean, game tired in overtime. So I'm not. I'm really. We're just gonna jump right into this. I'm oh, not gonna oh, say nothing see, to the people. That's crazy. Anyway, yo, shout out to everybody who's watching us. I said watching us. Oh my god. This, this see, that's why I didn't want to introduce nah, you. Nah, stop, 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 stop. Shout out to everybody who listened to us on the podcast. Shout out to people who rating us five stars. It's the one and only legend of winning, aka Low. As a side note, this this episode's podcast name is Trash. Shredded it ash. Drake dodged me at trash. the park. That's real shit, bro. That happened. That is trash. Um, shout out, like he said, shout out to Valentunas with the game winner. Game but tire. y'all still but uh, game tire, yeah, because it couldn't be a game winner because y'all still lost to the Bucks. Yes, yes, we did. Uh, but you know what? Hey, life things happen, though. Like after the All Star break, momentum changes. You might you got to get back into the groove of things, you know. So I low mean, key, the Bucks are good, though. I'm not gonna lie. Nah, I'm not gonna I mean the Cavs won by like 33, right? I know it's Memphis, but yeah. So I don't expect them to be doing that. Oh no, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying they're gonna beat the Cavs, but like if if I'm an Eastern Conference team, I don't want to face the Bucks in the first round. I do. I don't know why you would want I'd rather to. face the Bucks than the Wizards. Absolutely not. Are you serious? I'm so serious. Okay, okay. I'm, I so you know I'm happy you brought up this because I didn't put this on the on, on the sub on the topic list or whatever. Low key, the Wizards look better without John Wall. See now you sound ridiculous, Low. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying low key, bro. They do look better, bro. I'm just saying, bro. How They're moving that? the ball a little bit more. They getting a little bit more active. I'm not saying I'm not saying that they're a better team. I just I'm just saying they look better. I know that that's very deceptive of what I'm trying to say right now, but they just look they look better and they moving the ball more, bro. And and give these people their credit, like I said, man. Give them the credit that they deserve. Like Bradley Beal and Otto Porter, they still putting up numbers even without John Wall. Come because on, the yo. narrative is that when you have a point guard like John Wall, no one else can no one else on the team can do nothing unless John Wall is setting them up. But everyone else outside of Martian Gortat is playing. They still playing good, bro. They you know still they, playing they, good. You know they lost today, right? I don't know. They, they beat the Cavs, but they beat the Cavs though. So hey, okay, all right. They beat the Cavs, then they lose the following day. They just don't have enough firepower without John Wall. Even you look at the box scores. Bradley Beal dropped. Bro, they just play. They play back. They play back to back nights, bro. I mean, it's not. I mean, they beat the Cavs. Oh I think wow! That's... NBA players play back to back nights. What a tragedy. 
I'm not, I'm not saying I'm I'm not saying it's like a big thing. I'm just saying like I'm 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 just saying they beat the Cavs. That should not saying, have been bro. the first point you went to. After they beat the Cavs, bro. They beat the Cavs. They beat the Cavs. All right. Anyway, uh, they just lost to the Hornets. So what does that mean? The Hornets are better than the Cavs. Using your no, the Hornets just had a good night. I mean, let's keep it. I mean, you can Jeremy make the same Lance, case for Jeremy... what you just said, Lo. No, Otto. They've been doing it ever since Otto Porter and Bradley Bill have been playing fine. Ever since John Wall has been out, it's not like it's been one game. Jeremy Lamb just came off the bench and gave the the um, Hornets like sixteen points, like coming off the bench. Like that doesn't happen every game. Frank Kaminsky just put up twenty points. The adjectives are slowly declining in its essence. You went from they're playing great to they're playing fine. Low. Anyway, I just think it's it's a neat point. Frank Kaminsky put up twenty points. Okay, let's say your favorite team is the Celtics. You wouldn't rather go up against the Wizards. Then the Bucks, with all the way around, like I don't know why people. Why are you so afraid of the Bucks? Why, why would you? Because they have Giannis. They There's have so Giannis much. on their team. All right, congratulations. They have Giannis. All right, that's every. That's everybody's go-to default answer. And what they've been? That's a good. That's a good default answer. That's no, a really good. No, they've been inconsistent answer. all year, even with him. I mean, now they got Jabari back. You can make a case that maybe they're stronger in one way or the other. But I don't know, man. They fired Jason Kidd. And to fire a coach mid-season, you have to have an assistant coach who already knows the plan or an interim coach. Or even if you hire a new coach, and the, like and it the, messes and everything the interim up. coach is doing fine, man. He's doing fine, agent. Come on, man. I don't see it, yo. Uh, and on, and on, did, we talking inconsistency. I mean, John Wall has been the definition of inconsistent this entire season. He's been injured. Low. <laughs> I mean, but that's I mean, but that's part of the problem. Like, he's been up and down. Regardless of his injuries or him just not playing well... There's a possibility in the postseason he might be doing the exact same thing. So yeah, I would I would much rather play the Wizards in the first but not, round. But not on his own Expe- merit. This is different. Regard- I mean, it doesn't. I'm not saying it, I, am, I never say it's his own merit. But I'm just saying in general, looking at him play, it's been up and down. Okay, that's off topic, though. I want to talk to you about something, man. Uh, okay, so up? there's this whole uh, controversy going on around Kawhi right now. I'm sure you've heard. Uh, a lot of, you know, I think two weeks ago we brought up that uh, reports were saying Kawhi was increasingly frustrated with the Spurs organization. And there was a rift that was dividing both Kawhi and the organization since his injury. Now, he's been medically cleared to play, but he doesn't want to come back. Maybe on the possibility he doesn't feel right or maybe he doesn't want to re-injure the situation. or You know, at the end of the day, he's not coming back. Uh, and there's a chance he doesn't come back all season. And there's a chance that Greg Pop doesn't come back next year. And so there's a very real possibility that Kawhi is unhappy, demands a trade or whatever, uh, once Pop leaves. And the Spurs dynasty, as we know it, though, I haven't, ever since I was born, the Spurs have been a really good team. I've never had a year watching basketball where the Spurs have been a bad team. And it's just really weird that this controversy could spill the beginning of that. What do you think, Lo? Kawhi, man. What do you I'm, think about I'm not going to lie. You pointed out a very interesting point, and that's Popovich. This might be his last year. And that's that's something that has been loomering. I said loomering. I don't know what the word is. That's something that people have been you talking about. You stop making up words, Lo. That's yeah, I don't mean. know what I'm talking about. It's, <laughs> it's kind of late, low-key. It, it's something that many people have definitely thought about, and is a huge reason why certain free agents haven't gone to San Antonio. Chris Paul was pretty clear about the fact that the reason why, or at least part of the reason why he didn't want to go to San Antonio, because there was no clear answer on how long Popovich was going to stay 
with their organization. And to me, that, that might actually be the underlining theme around what's going on with San Antonio. Because now we, we're moving forward in Kawhi's career where he may not feel comfortable with anyone else on the sideline or possibly even in the front office if Popovich isn't part of that process. And if he's gone, there, there's a, there's a very, I have a very strong feeling that Kawhi may depart from the organization. Now, because of this type of player he is, I don't necessarily know what team he would go to. Um, but it, it, it's a very, it's a very, very interesting storyline that has, hasn't really been talked about. And now that this Kawhi Leonard thing is still going on and he hasn't played basketball for practically the entire season, that is a part of the storyline that I think a lot of people should definitely focus on more so than actually Kawhi being injured. Because like you said, Kawhi has been medically cleared already, but the Popovich thing is, is much more interesting in my opinion. So I brought this up to you a couple years ago, Lo. And and let's let's revisit the question, all right? Do the Spurs I feel like you about to say some dumb shit, but go ahead, go. Do the Spurs really have a fan base? Alright? Cause when when, when Do they really have a fan base? Keep in mind, go, go, keep in mind. Go, go. When it when a city and a team is doing really well, the fans are there, right? Where were the Golden State fans back when Baron Davis was hooping, right? They're scarce. Every once in a while you run across one, but it wasn't often. Now you can't cut a corner without somebody wearing a Curry jersey or a Clay Thompson jersey, right? There's so many fans everywhere. So because the Spurs have been good for so long, I honestly, the, in the back of my mind, I really just, I want them to to just fall apart. I want Aldridge to leave. Kawhi. Oh, wow. Just to, oh, wow. Just, oh, wow. Just to see. Oh, wow. You're going see. hard. You're going hard. I just want to see if they really have fans that are going to, like, I want to see if I can run across a Spurs fan on Twitter three years from now if the organization is 13th in the West. You see, see what I'm saying, Lo? I see, I see, I see what you're saying. I don't necessarily know if it's true or not because basically the same goes with me. As long as I've been alive, the San Antonio Spurs have been a relevant organization as well. Nah, because you're even, like 60, even before, so. chill out, chill out. Even before, um, David Rob, I mean, even before Tim Duncan was on the team, we had David Robinson and he was an MVP candidate, ended up winning the MVP and they were consistently a, uh, I mean, they were a playoff team in throughout the nineties. So I don't know that that, that is interesting. But it doesn't, the reason why I'm not looking forward for that day to come is because there's not that many bandwagon, you know, Spurs fans. You know what I'm saying? Like, the thing that killed me with Miami and even with the Golden State Warriors is that the bandwagon was immediately. Like, it was just like, as soon as they got LeBron in Miami, everybody was like, ah, I'm a, I'm a Miami fan. And it's yeah. like, y'all couldn't even name nobody that was on the team two years ago. But San Antonio, they've been so consistent. And even when they were great teams, with the, even when they were great or even better than, than they are right now with Tim Duncan, it's not like too many people were fans of that organization. Like, they respected them. Some people watched some games, but yeah, obviously they've been given the label of being a boring team. And so their their fandom wasn't even that big when they were the best team in the league. So I, I don't necessarily I'm not looking for that day, but it is going to be interesting to see I am. how they're able to bounce back and rebuild once they have to thoroughly hit the restart button. That 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 will be interesting. I'm looking for that day. Very very. I just, and and I you know and you know it's crazy. You know it's even crazier. There's a legitimate argument that a lot of teams in the Western Conference 
this might be low-key a, a nice little transition to what we're going to talk about next. But there's a there's a very interesting thought that someone brought up to me. I think I think I was in school when someone said this that a lot of the Western Conference teams over the last 20 years really haven't been, you know, greatly managed organizations. They've just been lucky to draft some of the greatest players the league has ever seen. Dallas with Dirk Nowinski, Tim Duncan with the San Antonio Spurs, Kobe with the Los Angeles Lakers. That might be some of the dumbest shit I heard ever. I'm not, I'm not saying that it's true. However, we're now at that stage where those organizations are hitting the restart button and it ain't, it ain't restarting the way that many people thought it was supposed to restart in the transition from one great to another great hasn't been going as smoothly because the Lakers are struggling. Dallas is struggling right now. How are the Lakers struggling? They have probably the most picture-perfect rebuild so Ooh, I don't far. Know about, I, don't, I don't know about picture-perfect, but it's been what? It is. Because remember it's not Timberwolves picture last perfect. year? It's not picture-perfect. They, they were losing, but we knew they were one piece away from winning games. They get Jimmy Butler. It's not picture-perfect. It's not picture-perfect. It is. How it's can you have a better rebuild than what the Lakers have done? The the Bucks. What about the Bucks? The Bucks have a bet. The Bucks have a better rebuild than the Lakers. I disagree. You're crazy. Oh my god. How? The Bucks I think and the Lakers the, the, have the, pieces the, that fit better. I know the Bucks have been drafting potential talent. Of course, Brogdon has been having a great year, but he has high potential. We all know about Giannis, uh, Jabari Parker continuously getting injured. Who else? Like Chris Middleton, they move Monroe. Like John Henson isn't really that high potential defensive player that we thought was going to be the next Larry Sanders. Like they don't have this, they didn't draft the same amount of talent, right? I mean, like, who, the La- did, who did the Lakers draft? The Lakers got lucky with a few draft picks and picked up Lonzo. They have Julius Randle, Kuzma, Jay Hart. Julius right? Julius Randle, at best, is is comparable <laughs> to Chris Middleton. At best, I don't think those two are a comparison at all. And there's compare- and there's no and there's nobody on the Lakers that even come close to the talents of Giannis. Not even close. I get that, but give him some time to develop, man. When Giannis was in his There's, second year. I'm going I'm to I'm I'm tell you right now. There's not a player on the Lakers, even in their prime, that will be as great as what Giannis is doing right I, now. Low, but remember remember when Giannis was in his first, second year? We all knew he had high potential. There's plenty of players. Remember, I think it was Adam Morrison. Do you remember him? I think he got traded to the Lakers at one point. Uh, he, was he, was, yeah, he was trash. He was trash. Yeah, he was supposed to be a high potential player. Like There's plenty of guys year one, year two, we think are going to be great. And that don't pan out or they do pan out. Giannis is one of those players, and he just happened to become a phenomenal basketball player, top ten, potentially top five in the. But no, but there's nobody on the Lakers right now where some where no, anyone, but I'm saying even, even time, in their man. peaks. You don't know. No, I'm saying no. No, I'm saying even at their peak, nah, like even thinking the, the greatest. That, how do you know that? Because no, you would never saying, have predicted. Even, even as great, even as great as uh, Ingram is supposed to be, or as as great as he allegedly can be. It's still not expected to be as great as Giannis. No, no it's not. Stop. 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 I just It's you, not. I, I get that it, it might not. But don't say it's not. Like it can't happen. Like you, you never know. Like who's the remember uh, there was No, there's, there's there's certain things there's certain things you can just tell. Like Giannis is Giannis is special. Like you you can yeah, tell obviously, like obviously physically speaking he's No, just like as a, as a as a basketball talent as a basketball player as talented as he is like no nah, like it ain't it ain't going to be too many players in league history who's going to be as talented as Giannis is. Like that's not just like a a right now thing. But but going but going back to what you were saying cuz we kind of I'm kind of side sidetracking what you what you're trying to say. The Lakers I don't think they I don't think they have the picture perfect 
They do. Rebuild. They don't have a draft pick this I, season. I, I just don't see I'm, how I'm explain, rebuilding I'm explaining, I'm explaining. I'm explaining. You. They don't have a draft pick this season. They drafted D'Angelo Russell when they should have drafted Porzingis. Ingram, even though he's only his second year, it's not like he's showing any massive promise. And Julius Randle is a power forward in a league where power forwards aren't as important as they once were. And his game is basically limited within the paint. And he's not that great of a defender either. He's, he, he gave some flexibility. He's versatile on a defensive end, but just strictly staying in front of his man. He, he doesn't really excel at that aspect of basketball. He's basically just a rebounding player who's undersized and doesn't space the floor. So, I mean, you're still basing everything off of potential, but there hasn't been one player that the Lakers had drafted in their first year or two in the NBA. You've been able to immediately cite their greatness. I don't know how that's a picture perfect rebuild. I'm saying the same that happened with the Timberwolves, man. No, oh hell no! Towns in his first year, you could immediately tell like, no, nah, he's going no, to be. No, Wiggins and Towns were putting great. up numbers, but then they were still losing games. So last Nigga, year, the well, Lakers everyone, are losing games and no one is putting up crazy numbers. They were putting up good numbers. So we figured because, because they have Wiggins and Cat, they should start winning games. And they didn't until they picked up a player like Jimmy Bell. I just low there's and so I'm, many but teams no no no. What I'm saying this. is the Lakers are losing just like the Timberwolves were losing. But the Lakers are not there's no one on the Lakers that are putting up numbers that are comparable to what Towns was putting up his first two years. What's up, it's Justin from the Driving Dish NBA podcast. When I was in eighth grade, I switched from wearing glasses to contacts because I liked playing the game of basketball. And ever since then, I've had to deal with getting contacts, which takes way too long. You have to sit in the waiting room for a really long time. It always kind of smells weird in there. That all changed when I found simplecontacts.com. You show them a picture of your prescription. You pick the brand of contacts that you use. You put in your address and they're on their way. And so much cheaper than going to a doctor every single time you you need contacts. Took me about 15 minutes right before I left for work, and we're going to save you $30 off your first order with them at simplecontacts.com slash almighty, or use the enter code almighty at checkout. That's $30 off your contacts at simplecontacts.com slash almighty, or enter the code almighty at checkout. Just remember, this isn't a replacement for your periodic full eye health exam. They only do a test that makes sure your contacts are going to give you 20-20 vision. They don't write completely new RXs or examine eye health. Hello, there's no point in it. There's not! If you don't see it. But it is the best type of... Re- Low, remember when... Remember, it's not uh, the give me, best. Let me just oh name God. some rebuilds it's so you can see examples of disaster rebuilds. Paying Harrison Barnes almost max, or was it max money? Didn't work out. Yogi oh, did all right. They finally have Dennis now, and he's doing pretty good, although in dunk contest, he got snake Side story. Boom. That organization so far has a miserable rebuild. Dirk is about to retire, and they have no one that can carry the load or bring this team. No, no high potential player yet. Who does Atlanta have? His name is John Collins. Who else? Dennis Schroeder? Wait, Atlanta, wait, 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 Atlanta just, they just started rebuilding this year. No, this is their first year rebuilding. They've they've been a hybrid team for a while. They had an opportunity to blow it up a, a few years ago, but they decided but they to. It, they make, they've been making the playoffs in the East for no, ten but consecutive just, seasons. Anybody what can make the playoffs, about? man. But nobody cares about making anybody. The playoffs. How many teams in the Eastern Conference can make the playoffs for ten straight years? But that's not the point. How how many teams can win? A championship. How you make the playoffs that many times and you never make a real run? I, I agree, but you're, you're making it seem like they've been rebuilding for a while now. This is literally their first year rebuilding. 
No, it's literally I, their first. They year. had an opportunity to do what they're about to do right now a few years but ago, did, but, but they, they decided to resign Millsap. I know you remember that. So, I understand it, but how can, how can you question their rebuilding abilities? Because it didn't if this work. This is their first year. Rebuilding? They began running on the spot. They didn't make any strides towards the championship, and two years later, they find themselves back on ground zero, rebuilding. Yeah, by, that, by, by that statement, then the Raptors could be in that same conversation. No, because the Raptors are taking yes! steps. It's about taking steps forward, though. And sometimes teams try and take a step forward by re-signing Millsat, realize they don't have the pieces to take, to take another step, and they end up trading Corver for nothing, and then taking steps backwards and wasting the whole city's time. It happens with so many organizations. What is what are the Grizzlies doing right now? They're running on the spot. They have Marcus Saul, uh, Mike Conley getting paid ridiculous money. These are all no- terrible examples because none of these teams have actually started rebuilding. You're just no, naming but you're teams missing that the are, point because you're stuck on the word decisions. rebuilds. You're stuck on the word rebuild. If you're not taking steps forward, you're taking steps backwards. So the teams that are sitting there with the same players for so long that aren't making any improvements, aren't finding a way to build around the franchise and the core they have. Those are the teams I'm talking about should blow it up and rebuild. And the fact that they haven't came to that conclusion or made any strides to help turn themselves into championship contenders. Meanwhile, Dr. Buss passes away. We think, wow, what's going to happen with the Lakers? Boom, new management, right? I think it's Jeannie Buss and who else? Nigga, is- what happened before the new management came? They signed right. Luol Deng and Timothy Mozgov to ridiculous contracts. But you're you, highlighting the, the bad stuff right now, right? They that, but no, but the, they, the bad, but the bad stuff got us here as well. You can't act like the bad stuff didn't happen and it didn't get us to where we are right now. Because the reason why we had to trade away D'Angelo Russell is because of the bad part. The reason why we had to trade away Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance is because we still have Luol Deng on the contracts. The bad parts of it, it's still part of where we are no, right now. Because unlike the Lakers... When the Hawks re-sign Millsap and teams like the Grizzlies, they're steady getting 8th, ninth, 6th seeds. They're not getting any good picks. Meanwhile, the Lakers were doing so horribly that they were getting good draft picks. Same with the 76ers. So the 76ers, the Lakers, uh, the Timberwolves, the Bucks are, in my opinion, the best examples of how to rebuild. So not only do they scout and draft effectively, because plenty of guys can get good draft picks and then just choose the wrong people. But then they do a good job after that of building around the players that they've established as their core. So soon we're going to find out if Phoenix can do the same with Devin Booker, right? Really soon we're going to find out if Portland could do it with Dame. We're going to see, like, there's, there's, all teams are making moves, though. There's some of them standing in, so when, when I say picture perfect rebuild, the Lakers have a really, really, really good rebuild. Like, it, I don't it, know how it, you can say that. And none it of those can't get have- much better than that. And no, it can get better. No, it can get better. And they it have an better. opportunity to sign two can get better. max players. I just don't and if, see and if, how And you... if they don't sign two max players, what happens? They could make a trade for Stop. big players for what? they have a lot of cap for space. What? For I'm... what, agent? No, just because you have cap space doesn't necessarily mean you have to sign someone. Say they sign an 86 overall player in the free agency. They still have room and flexibility. Who? Whoever I said eighty six overall as like an X, whoever it is, whoever decides to sign, you know whether it's Paul George, but, but DeMarcus which player Cousins. you think Paul George is going to sign there? I'm I'm giving examples, Lo. I don't know who's no. You're sign your fault. Your fault, nigga. I'm a Laker fan, and I don't even believe half the shit you're saying right now. I don't know I'm, what you're talking about. The, the Lo, Lakers are not. The Lakers I, are not in that great of a situation. Come on, man. Bro. You have not. so many potential players and cap space to make moves. Not a lot of organizations have that flexibility. 
And not a lot of organizations get lucky with the picks that the Lakers have gotten, right? Last year, they lucked out in the lottery and got, I think it was the number two pick, right? So, I, I just, how could you, how is that not picture perfect to you? How much more perfect can it get, right? How, how picture, could one picture possibly... Perfect, picture perfect would be, again, um, not trading, drafting Porzingis... You're missing the point, but Lo. you drafted. You can't do you, everything you drafted perfect. Russell. I'm yeah, saying yeah, you. You're literally saying pitcher perfect. You're literally saying in, pitcher perfect. Yes, you saying that as in the best someone could possibly do, right? It, you, it's not the best that they can possibly do if D'Angelo Russell is a worse player than Porzingis. It's not the best that they could possibly do if they put themselves in a financial deficit. But the Luol Deng and Mozgov contract. It's not the best that they could possibly do Lo, if only Brandon person Ingram. That's gonna know all that is God. All right. So what you're saying right now? No, is- but you're but no. The only thing that you're saying is that they drafted Ingram, um, Randall. What um Lonzo and then the two late draft picks that they receive, they end up being solid players and Kuzma and Clarkston. Clarkston is already gone along with Larry Nance. So it's basically Kuzma at this point. Even though, yes, all of them have potential, nigga, until I see the potential, I can't say I can't until I actually see them progress as NBA players so much so that they could at least be all stars. I can't oh say God. that it's a picture perfect um oh rebuild. Picture perfect <sighs> rebuild. Man, Towns in his second year, his first and second year, was putting up legitimate numbers. That's that's oh. a corner. That's a cornerstone where I'd be like, all right, I can I can play with, I can mess with that. Embiid, I can I can deal with that. Giannis, How? even even Based Giannis on in his you're third, his first two years, he was out. He played like thirty or forty games. Low. We talking about the we talking about the games that he played. Come on, uh, come on, Gian. I mean, um, you mean you on, mean those like games. forty that forty fifty game sample size? That's what you made your judgment on, low. In them, on, four, in them forty game, in them forty game sample size, he looked better than Julius Randle. Obviously. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> what are you saying? Okay, <laughs> honestly, there's no point in me going forward. I think everybody understands what I'm saying. Bro, Gian- Giannis, Giannis in his third year was putting up seventeen point seven rebounds, four four assists on fifty percent shooting. You're telling me that Ingram is going to be that yo. next year? Don't bring up that fifty percent like it's supposed to be really impressive when he never shoots threes, yo. Nigga, like, yeah. Ingram Ingram doesn't shoot threes. So what's that? What's that mean to me? <laughs> How's that information? No, I know what, what I'm saying is you're saying that it took Giannis so long to get to where he's at. In three in, in third year, Giannis's career, you saw the potential. You're telling me in three years until Ingram's career, you, we're going to see the. That's when we're really going to see the true potential of Ingram. No, what I'm saying is we never know. You're saying it's not going to happen. I'm saying. Oh no! No, no, yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm telling you, it's not happening. Not what Ingram and Julius Randle. No, I'm t- I can, I can, I, I can already see it. I can. Already oh, see Lowe it. just knows it all, guys. Lowe can Julius, tell it. Julius, Lowe. Julius Randall, Julius Randall, and Ingram. No, that's done. That's dead already. That's no. Dead. I'm not talking specifically about the Lakers here. When you looked at Giannis and said he's going to be a high potential player, boom, he's progressing so like he's pretty quickly in his career. He's learning things left, right. Seems like every year he's getting better in one thing or another, right? And you look at the Lakers or any other team. How you gonna decide off rip on people that have been in the air for one or two years that they can't be as good as that? That's that's how we got into this argument. Yeah, you yeah, just, you, you right. Yeah, you right. Two two years into Ingram's career, I'm I'm definitely telling you he's not he's not gonna be as good as um Giannis. No, man. Uh, if if there's uh, no way, there's no way, there's no way. <laughs> if players there's like no Steve way. Nash, any indication though? Never judge too early. That's a man. that's a completely different. Never see, judge that, too that, early. This though. is the reason. This is the reason why P- 
people hit me in my DMs and tell me you know nothing about basketball. That is Whoa, a completely what? different situation. Nobody hits Steve you in Nash, your DMs. No, no. Trust me, they do. Steve trust Nash you, came totally. into the NBA in a situation where he wasn't even starting. And then by his third year in Dallas, he was putting up solid numbers. You're talking about you're talking about when he got to Phoenix when he was in Phoenix. Then he, he was got a, a lot better. That's what I'm saying. No, he if, did not low, get a lot if, better. If I talked no, to you and had not. this conversation no, earlier, you would have said, no, "Yo, Steve Nash is getting maxed out at his 85 overall." Steve Nash no, became a 93, no, right when no. he was with the Suns. That's no. what I'm saying, Steve man. Nash, Stop Steve Nash putting put, caps no, on players. No, Steve Nash was putting us in a in a a team that had a system that inflated his numbers. That's what Steve Nash was in. Low, stop That's putting the cap on players, all right? I'm not putting no cap, man. I'm, I'm looking at Giannis. Cap on players, man. I'm looking at Giannis, and I'm like, bro, I know what you are. Ain't no way Ingram is catching you. Let's let's keep it 100. No one's saying Ingram's, Ingram's going to catch him or not catch him. Ingram, saying, I, don't, I don't even think Ingram will be. I think Ingram at best is an all-star. Right, Low, how about this? Like, Let's say it's draft day. Draft day, there's a lot of Ingram, hopes. Ingram is a scoring Tayshaun Prince. How about that? Uh, Too disrespectful? Too disrespectful? I mean, I don't know, actually. That might be actually kind of accurate. But let's say, like, on, on draft <laughs> night, on draft night, Lo, uh, people looked at Lonzo, and everybody said, that's Magic Johnson. That's the next Magic Johnson. Uh, Magic- I, I don't... Jason Kidd. We'll say Jason Kidd. <laughs> All right, just because... You, you, know, you know you know how much you love Jason Kidd, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. So, like, though, that's, like, the level people put Lonzo at. And so when he first got in the league and he played first 10, 20 games, people's expectations started to change depending on those games, right? And so I just don't see until we get like three years is a level where I can go, all right, this player is going to be like this or like that, right? So, for example, uh, Rodney Hood, his first rookie year he came in the NBA, I I thought he could be great. I didn't know what he could be, but I had high hopes for him, right? And then he continues on in the league and second year, not too great, he's much of the same and uh, now he's been traded, so like I'm just saying, give the players time before you give them a cap because you never know what players are capable of. One, all it takes is like a a new scene, and Oladipo becomes an all star, right? That's all oh I'm my saying. God, love. you're fucking outrageous. That's all I'm saying. That's anyway, all I'm saying. Look, the rebuilding process for certain teams is going to take a while. There's there are certain teams in the West that I am concerned about because it is a possibility. Like Dallas is a great example. I don't really know if Dallas is really that great of an organization or they just had Dirt Nowinski on their team. Dirt Nowinski. I don't know why I keep pronouncing No, I think they are. Right. I think they are by the way. Uh, did you hear about the the scandal they had by the way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they got some they got some they got some real stuff going on over there. <laughs> they 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 made a guy who assaulted women sign a contract saying that he couldn't be left alone with specific women or and, and women were like resigning or whatever. And that's a horrible situation. So maybe that would draw into question uh, the management. But yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. When you see Mark Cuban, you think like really smart guy. He's a disruptor. He's forward thinking, right? Uh, and I think that's all the things you'd want in a in, in ownership. I think the management is. I don't know. I don't want to go too far in this. I, I, I'll, I'll I mean, because well, I don't, is, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know enough about Dallas. But it, it is interesting that like Dallas. Like every single year, they keep saying like, "Oh, we need a big man," but they never got. They've never been able to get a big. I mean, they almost got DeAndre. Almost. I mean, but but they've never done it though. Yeah. And so like that's a testament to their their management. Like Which at is, certain points, it's really interesting because Texas is a no income state tax, so it should be easier to get 
athletes who make a lot and of money. Still, in there. So again, it's it's a question of is Dallas really that great of an organization, or did they just have dirt no, dirt on their team for nearly twenty years? I think that's a legitimate argument. Like I don't I don't think it's that crazy. And the same thing can be said about the Spurs. Uh, like, are they really that great, or was Tim Duncan and Popovich just carrying that organization? And as soon as they leave, how is that organization going to look? Well, I think I think the Spurs one is a real question. I also think that because Dallas won, I think 2012, that it, I think it makes them legitimate, man. I mean, they beat a stacked Miami Heat team, although 2011 was, as a side note. But okay, it was 11, 12, right? That's no, it was, no, it was 2010-11. Okay, whatever year it was. Jesus um, Christ. I think that year legitimized them. I don't think it's a bad organization. But, I mean, you might you might muffle a few draft picks in the process of rebuilding. I don't want to go too hard on them yet. I think the Harrison Barnes, though, was a huge mistake. I don't know how you're going to move that. I think that Wesley uh, Matthews was a huge mistake. Definitely, yeah. I mean, he's fun they to signed, watch. They but. signed him right after he ruptured his Achilles. Right, right. I don't know why people do that. By the way, low people. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why they people do it either. But people do it. Yeah, um, but I, I just I don't know. We we took we took way too long on rebuilding. Actually, we since we already talking about this rebuilding, Anthony Davis. This is what Anthony Davis was afraid about because you said in the, before we started this podcast he wasn't completely sure. So AD recently came out, and he said that he's not sure about how they rebuilding around him. And how they're building that team in New Orleans with the lack of management, with the questionable signings and everything that they're doing. He's God questioning damn. that. And he's trying to figure out, like, yo, I've been in the NBA for X, Y, Z amount of years. I don't want to be one of the one of those players who question or has stated, like, I took way too long to demand a trade because I spent too much time in the NBA. And he would go on. I mean, he, he spent too much time on that team. When he was during his prime. And then he went on to say like. But sometimes you just get caught up in a moment. And keep telling yourself like. This year is our year. We can really make a playoff push. And it kind of went on to the DeMarcus Cousins suffering an injury. Because obviously Anthony Davis wasn't going to demand a trade. If DeMarcus Cousins was on the team. But then DeMarcus Cousins. He ruptured his Achilles. So now that's all, now this is a whole other year. That's wasting Anthony Davis's career. To me it's interesting. Because. I honestly believe that Anthony Davis should just leave New Orleans. New Orleans has provided enough evidence, for me at least, that even with the Marcus Cousins on that roster, that they are a poorly managed organization. Because even if the Marcus stayed on that team, they still had massive holes with the rest of their roster, and they overpaid Drew Holiday, who, let's just be honest, you could have easily found uh-uh. Someone who put who, no. per, who yeah you could have you could have easily same, found not for less money but keep going yeah you could for less money cut it out you could have found someone who put up similar stats with a similar effect on the court and maybe not even at the same posi- at the same position but you could have found someone else to aid the process of winning the same way that um um Drew Holiday does for less money Drew Holiday making like if I'm not mistaken Drew Holiday getting paid like over twenty million dollars. Yeah, you said that so casually, as if like that's a good thing. I think I mean I think that's not what he's. I think that's what he's worth. No, no, no. You don't think he's worth twenty no. million, man? God damn, no. Lo, he no. must really think down on it. God damn, he's no. having a good year, yo. <laughs> he's hey, let me let me take it back. He's making 
25 million this year, almost 26 million, 26 for the next three years, and then it has a player option in 2022 for 27 million. At that time, he'll be 27, 28, 29, 30, he'll be 31 years old. Secure the bag, Drew. Ah, oh, yeah, secure, million. secure, secure the bag. That's, that's great. But if you're uh, Anthony Davis and you see them making moves like that, man, Drew Holiday this season, almost 19 points, 48% from the field. That's great. He not spaced out the floor that well. Five assists, four rebounds. Those are stat lines you could easily find from someone else who's younger. Like go pay. Uh, I, you can, I you can know, just. You can I, go, I think you're focusing on Drew too much. There's more problems outside of him. Oh yeah, yeah. There's there's more like oh they signed Omer a seat to that crazy contract. They still can't yeah, get off yeah. off off. They gave Solomon Hill a ridiculous amount of money. Like yeah, there's there's definitely other problems. <laughs> but when I'm just you're saying like me of the Solomon Hill contract, lo. Yeah, that's what, what I'm saying. Like that? that that team is trash. Like that. What was, they, was they, it a four year fifty million or something like that? I don't know. I got. I got. I'm trying to find it right now. All I know is like, yeah, like Anthony Davis. Yeah, you on. You're on one of those teams. Let me tell you right now, Anthony Davis. You're on one of those teams that is screwing you over, yo. I didn't even know Solomon Hill was hurt. If He's Anthony hurt Davis right is now. being screwed over, Dame is being screwed over. I think it's very similar situations, but uh, four, four, yeah, four year, forty eight million, almost fifty million. Yep. Yeah, uh, that was a hilarious contract. That was the same year I think Mozgov got signed when everybody yeah. thought the cap was going to blow up and they were just fucking paying people out the ass. Um, so I don't know he said all that. Uh, first of all, if you're a teammate to Anthony Davis, you're looking at that like, God damn, that is disrespectful to us as a team. Like he's basically saying, y'all ain't shit. I need better players around me. Which, I mean, the fans might look at it and go like, yeah, facts. But for the teams, I'm about to say, that, yeah, like, the, the fans are definitely like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's facts, yeah. But the, the, the players, it might mess with chemistry. One. Two, this does explain why I was seeing people on Twitter talking about why Anthony Davis should have been traded. And, Lo, if you remember, like, three and four years ago, the GMs were polled, and they were asked which, if you had to choose a player to start your organization with, who would it be? And you almost unanimously, it was like 70% plus, which is crazy, said Anthony Davis, because they all believed he could dominate. Now... He's had injuries throughout his career that stopped him from doing that. But in my mind, and I think this was around the time we are doing our old podcast, I was thinking, move him. If this was my GM, I would move him. Because there's a chance that you trade him and his injury will stop. And that, just like Stephen Curry, he turns out to be one of the greatest of all time. And you made a huge mistake. But if it, he has so much trade value if you were to trade him. You can get the entire other team back for him. And he had that type of trade value. Definitely now it's plummeted. Uh, it's still, I think he has like, what, three years left, if I'm not mistaken? So I, say, I, I, don't, I don't think, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say plummeted. It did, I though, say because that. he had, if, if this was my GM, he had five-star beforehand. But now he's like a four-star rating. Like oh, he's I don't know what very, you're talking about. He's still five-star. I don't know what the hell. I mean, he just, he just um, had a game where he put up 45 points, 15 No, rebounds. I'm not saying he's not a phenomenal player. I'm just saying that I think the Pelicans had so much leverage to move him. All the general managers wanted to start their organization with this guy. And now that's I mean, changed. But, I mean, he might be the third or the fourth many, guy now. Man- I mean, I'm going to say, how many general managers are going to be like, nah, I don't want Anthony Davis. I'm waiting on Giannis to be available. Like, No, I mean, but it's, it's not that. It's about how much are you willing to give up to get him. And I think that's gone down over the years. And so maybe I think, they've made I a think mistake. You're still, I think people are still willing to give up the same amount that they're Willing to move for no Anthony Davis for Carl Anthony Towns. 
No, no. I think Anthony Davis is worth more. Okay. So how many? So you're saying is basically you're just saying is Giannis. Giannis is really the only player in the NBA yeah. right now that you would yeah. be willing to move more pieces. Nigga, that's still pretty high. Like I don't know. Like just to, just to let you know, like that's still pretty up there. I think Giannis and honestly LeBron. Oh hell no. That's that's not NKD and Curry. No, not not for not for the age. Not for the. Age. I mean, even if LeBron's good for three more years, that might be all you need to get a championship. Okay, let's since we talking about this, the playoff standings. I'm, How is I, that I, relevant I think, right I think, now, Logan? No, because because you said no because you said LeBron getting championships because I don't I don't think LeBron will get championships. I don't think LeBron is winning any more championships for the rest of his career. One, I agree with two, you on that. Two, um. If if they change the playoff standings, I know for a fact that he's not getting any more playoff, any more championship. <laughs> so that's the reason why we're going to talk about this real quick. Okay. I, I, yeah. I, um, actually, unfortunately, I think me and you we agree on this, so there's not going to be that much debate about this. Yeah. But they need to, they need to go ahead and just change these these playoff standings. Like there's Yo, there's no rhyme or reason why to keep it. Lo, you know what's crazy is I I put out a tweet like Yo LeBron is scared because he he went on a. Uh, I think he was talking to a reporter and he said that they shouldn't change, uh, they shouldn't remove the conferences because it's going to mess with history. And it's such a backwards argument. Because if you think about it, the reason he's saying don't change it is because he wants maybe to LeBron compare it to Michael Jordan. They made this many finals, whatever, whatever. But there's been so many rule changes that whether it's a three-point line or no more hand-checking or back-to-the-basket five-second calls after Charles Barkley, they, every great player got to a point, like Michael Jordan he used to shove people off with his arm, and that's now an offensive foul, where they did something that was abusable, and it got banned by the NBA, and they made rules to circumvent it so that it makes it even in fair playing field. And so I'm sure, Lowe, when Dirk retires, sticking your knee up on a post shot, that's going to be out the lead, right? So I, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens too. But the fact that LeBron would be opposed to it, it was, it was crazy to me, right? At the end of the day, I think Adam Silver said this as well. They want the two best teams to make it to the finals. And how is that not everybody's goals? Some people replied to me like, why does it matter? You just want Toronto to do better. I'm like... If they remove the conferences, it'd be worse for Toronto. They I was about to, to say, low key Toronto, Toronto not making it either. Like I don't no, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. It would. Like it would they, be. If, it would be Warriors in Houston. Right. That, right. That's what it would be this year. So like, it wasn't like I'm doing this for Toronto type thing. I'm, we're way better off if they keep the conferences because aside from Boston and Cleveland, there's no real threats in the East, and even them compared to the Warriors, the Rockets, and you can make a case for the Spurs, the Thunder are really threats. So I just thought it was really interesting the types of debates people were making, saying it would create, uh, it would make it very difficult to compare eras, which it already is. It's almost impossible to that's compare That's what I'm eras. saying. Like, that, that's another thing. Like, probably like we, I don't know why y'all are comparing eras in the, in the, to begin with one. Like, the NBA, <laughs> the, the NBA has changed so much over the last five years alone that comparing what we're watching now to even the... In the mid two thousands is ridiculous. So that's that's keep let's keep that a hundred. We're already at a we're already at a point the same way that people can't compare the fifties, sixties, and seventies to any other era in NBA history because of the pace, because there's no three point line, and because the league was just vastly different. 
we're at that point again in league history where today's game is so different that you really shouldn't even be comparing players in today's league to other eras. So that's one. Two, like you said, bro, LeBron, you, 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 I don't know what you talking about. And the fact that the person who asked him the question allowed him to get away with such a weak answer is ridiculous. That's a really good point. That's, that is really, that's a ridiculous. Answer to that, right? That, that, that's, that's an easy. That's an easy follow up. Like nigga, we done changed history. We done changed rules so many times in league history. The fact that you believe that that's the reason why you don't want to change the playoff format is because of historic relevancy <laughs> is ridiculous. That is the dumbest argument I've ever heard. Worst Not only argument. that, they've changed the playoff format multiple times. Recently, they changed the playoff uh, format. For the divisions, so where, so where the division, the, the division winners used to immediately get home court advantage. They changed right. that to where it doesn't happen no more. It used to be in the first round of playoffs, you used to immediately, it'd be a five game series, best of five instead of best of seven like it is now. But back in the early stages of NBA history, the first seed used to get a bye week. They would not play the first round of the playoffs. So if you were in the first, if you got the first seed, you only got to play the semi, the semi conference finals and then the conference finals, but you didn't play the first round. So again, they, they changed that. But like you said, bro, they, they added a three point line. They adopted a whole nother league in the ABA. They changed rules and LeBron has been very vocal about changing the way that free agency operates. How do you not believe that the ability <laughs> to move around in the league has not changed the way that the NBA is shaped right now? LeBron right. has spearheaded multiple changes in the league that has adjusted the outlook of historic relevancy across the across the field on multiple eras. So I don't know what LeBron is talking about. And the fact that no one even challenged him on that is crazy to me. Two... Even though it is a LeBron thing, low key, because LeBron wouldn't be making the finals this many times if we were to change this. This was a problem in the NBA before LeBron even entered the league. Because even though I love Allen Iverson, Iverson would not have made the finals if this was the way the format was set up. Yeah, they had no business in the finals. No business. Reggie Miller would never have made the finals. Jason Kidd would never have made the finals. There's a lot of teams in the early 2000s. I'm, I'm sorry. Y'all, y'all would not, not have seen the same type of relevancy at all. Like I, even, even the Pistons, the Pistons would have made the finals, I think at least twice, but their, their stretch of dominance in the Eastern Conference would have been cut short if they had the conference like this. And then That's, people are like, go ahead, go. I was going to say, somebody replied to me saying exactly what you said, that it was going to make some teams less relevant. And I was like, why were they relevant to begin with if, Removing conferences would make them irrelevant. Exactly. Like, isn't that part of the problem? Exactly. And then, and then also you have, cause, cause the, the, the biggest problem I have with this is that now all of a sudden people are counting finals appearances as if it's like legit, like legit accomplishments. Yeah. 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 That's and a, that's the thing that's really a, and that's playoff really appearances good. too, depending on yeah, uh, that, who that's you crazy are. If your name is Demarcus Cousins. Um, yeah, like that's that's the thing that really annoys me. It's like, yo, like, what are you talking about? Like, and then I have people sitting there trying to explain to me, like, oh, well, if you, if you make the finals, you're the second best team. No, you're the best team in the Eastern <laughs> Conference. That's what you are. But you're not the second best team. There's been multiple times in the Western Conference, specifically over the last twenty years, in which the the two or possibly even three best teams in the league were in the West. 
There are years where the Spurs and the Dallas Mavericks had to match up with one another in the second round. The second round. Steve Nash had problems getting out of the second round because he had to face the Spurs and then turn around and face the Mavericks in the conference finals. Imagine some shit like that. But you're in the East. Well, I play the Washington Wizards in the first round. Then I get to play the Atlanta Hawks in the second round. And then I, I, I think I get to have some type of a matchup with a certain team that's really not as great as we all think they are in the conference finals. Cause I still hear people tell me, Oh, LeBron played a 60 win team, Atlanta Hawks, uh, Atlanta Hawks team a few years ago. Niggas, 60 wins is not that impressive if you're in the Western Conference because there's a team, maybe even East. two teams. No, I'm saying 60 wins isn't that impressive in the West because in the West, every year, for nearly, if I'm not mistaken, every oh, year for the last, used to seeing them get 60 yeah, yeah, games. every 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 year in the in the Western Conference, there's a team that wins 60 games, if yeah, not right. two teams. But right. in the West, the Atlanta Hawks won 60 games. The next time, the last team to win 60 games since the Atlanta Hawks is the team that LeBron was on in Miami. We got to go that far back to see another 61 team in the East. That's crazy. It's a rarity. So that's the reason why you, you, you're literally, you're literally losing your mind that a 61 team occurred in the Eastern Conference because the East is trash. Over the last 15, 18 years, there's never been a team with a losing record to make the, make the, um, Western Conference playoffs. In the East, it happens pretty frequently. It's, it's just a fact. It's, it's just how it is. So, you know what? A lot of people make the argument that like, like, they just pick the smallest possible thing that could potentially get in the way of removing conferences. And they're like, oh, see, we, this is it. This is the reason why we can't do it. Somebody, a bunch of people replied to me and they're like, yo, but what if, like, you live in Portland and now you have to go to all these Eastern Conference games? I'm like, you're telling me they can't just establish in the CBA. And Adam Silver said this as well. All we might have to do is extend the season a little bit to give the guys who are going longer flights, et cetera, et cetera, more time. And we talked about this, I think, on the podcast previously. Where the teams in the Eastern Conference don't even have to go that far to meet each other. I was about to say, that's, it's, that's never been a problem before. Nigga, LeBron is facing teams that are one state over. This nigga's going from Cleveland to Indiana to Toronto and Boston. Are you serious? You're telling me the first time that the Warriors won a championship, they flew from Oakland to New Orleans, back to Oakland, then to Memphis, back to Oakland, then to Houston, and they still beat the Cavaliers. What are we talking about? <laughs> like, what are, what are y'all talking? That's never been a problem until now. And let's also, let's keep it a hundred. Let's keep it a buck. If, if you are the Portland Trailblazers and you got to fly to the East, East Coast to win a chance to play in the playoffs, you're going to beat that Eastern Conference team. And more likely, you're not going to have to fly back to the East because as soon as the second round begins, Majority of the Eastern Conference teams that made it in the playoffs with the one through sixteen format are more than likely not going to make it beyond the first round. Yeah. So so let's, also, let's just keep it a buck. In the playoffs, it's two home, two away, one home, one away, one home. So like, I mean, if you if you handle your business, you might only have to go there one time. Plus, there's days in between. You never have back. That's what I'm saying. They but got there's, they have breaks. There's no back to backs. What are we talking about right now? There's so much resolutions for that. Like. Uh, don't have back-to-back away games. So you can have back-to-back home games, but don't have it away games, stretch out the season, allows more flexibility for the schedule. Like, 
Why are we acting like this small error? In, like, from Toronto to L.A. is five hours. It's like four hours and 30 minutes, guys. All right? And I don't know. Do they fly on a team plane or do they just fly on regular airlines? I'm no, they, sure. they, they don't, no, they have private jets. Okay, that's another, so less that's than another that. thing that, that kills me. We're, we're, not in, we're not in 1978, people, where people don't have private jets. They're not riding commercial. They're not riding these charter buses. No, they have private jets, people. So you're telling me it's probably going to be around four hours then from Toronto to L.A. And that's probably the longest distance you'll have to go, right? Uh, listen, four hours. And keep in mind, NBA players can't work out 24-7. Their muscles would be destroyed. They have to rest so their muscles can repair. Boom, boom, boom. That's how health works, all right? So why are we pretending like they always have to be doing something? Like, if they're on the plane for two and a half hours, it's going to be the end of the world on a back-to-back. Even if that's the case, we'll allow them opportunities. I'm sure the Players Association would fight this change because anything that adds responsibilities to the players, regardless of how much sense it makes, the Players Association just goes ahead and fights it. But uh, anyway, I just thought it was a, an, an interesting comment, and, and a lot of debates people were making just didn't add up. For it doesn't make any sense. I've never heard no one say, man... We got to give Kobe some flack in 2008 because he had to fly from L.A. to Boston in the finals. Like, what are y'all talking about? What are y'all What are y'all talking about? Can you imagine? That is the dumbest. We got to give Kobe. He Kobe in the finals went from L.A. to Boston. Next year, it was L.A. to Orlando. And then the next year after that, it was back to L.A. to Boston. What are y'all talking about? Yeah. It's the dumbest. It's, it's, so, it's so idiotic, but... Is and, Yo, and finally uh, LeBron LeBron is just afraid of that shit because he would probably get bounced out in like the second or or the the semifinals. Definitely would, yeah. Uh, Lo, we're dead ass gonna have to take a five minute intermission because I need to take the biggest shit of all time and I can't hold it in. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm gonna keep this part in the um podcast, right? No, you're gonna edit it out. So, all right, BRB. Woo! I have returned. Whoa, what's up, man? Alright, where are we at? Uh alright, so now Agent is back from his uh his shit. I'm, I'm definitely no, I'm, not I'm, not I'm not editing it out. I'm not editing it. I'm gonna reintroduce it. Stop talking. I'm not editing it out. I'm not. No, no, no. Please stop talking. Please stop talking. Logan. I'm not gonna edit it out. No, but just stop for a second. Stop. Alright, go. Alright, man, so now we're gonna get into the Q and A. You really think I'm gonna edit it out? I'm not editing it out. You're gonna edit it out. So let's not Low, low, please, guys, please. Oh, please, real quick, please. before we so, get to the um, Q&A real quick. Um, Jimmy Butler sat out for the, really, he, he was at, he was an all-star, sat out for the all-star game. Oh, yeah, I heard I, I, I forgot we completely missed him. He rushed the entire all-star game. Lou Will got upset because it's like, yo, if you, if you weren't going to play the all-star game, why not just say you were hurt so someone else can get the spot? Because obviously Lou Will would have been an all-star. And Jimmy Butler's response was like, yo, look, bro, I'm an all-star. I deserve to be an all-star. And if you feel any different about it, <laughs> this is what he said. He said, if you feel any different about it, bro, play me one-on-one right now. I was like, all right. Hey. He said, he said, put up a hundred K because that's how much, I think that's how much the bonus was, um, for the team that won each team, each player got a hundred K. Put up a hundred K and we both can play one-on-one and I'm going to show you why I'm an all-star and you not. And I was Damn. like, all right, all right, bet. All right, Jimmy. All right. So how, how, any, any thoughts on that before we go into the Q and A? Uh, I didn't even hear all that. I well, I heard about the one-on-one thing, but what I heard was Jimmy Butler was saying basically, I was like, he has to go through a lot throughout the season. He's guarding the best player on the opposing team yeah, a lot yeah. of the time, yeah. and when he gets a chance to break, he just wants to be able to take it. 
Uh, and he's like, yeah, I hope Timberwolves fans have my back, et cetera, et cetera. By the way, that is the perfect answer. Can we can we solve and more wait, wait, disputes? The, the, and trust me, when I, the et cetera, et cetera was play me a one-on-one. That's basically what the, that's what the et cetera, et cetera was. I feel like all ultra t- altercations in the NBA should be resolved by one-on-ones. I that like is a, the that's the solution. greatest thing you've ever said in your life. Right? Like, like why are we having debates no more? Just, like, one on Just do us... After the season is over, somewhere in the summer, it should be like a one-on-one where throughout the season, any two or three players that had beef can nah, go one-on-one with one another. We can't, we, can't, we can't wait after that. We have to give... Oh, wow. We have to... It has to be fresh. Because it can't be like I mean, something that happened in December and everybody kind of forgot about it and now they don't care. No, like... Do it got to be... Uh, I don't know. I just feel like players have beef, and when they have beef, like people don't forget about that shit. So the next time the players meet, the commentators are talking about it. Rondo did something stupid the first time these guys met, then they meet again, and they almost get ejected, etc. So like, I, I feel like there should be a way to resolve that in in a televised event. By the way, this this oh, one no, no, means me, nothing. Yeah, it need to be televised because a loser, right, right. If you can't you can't be popping off at the mouth and then losing a one on one and think that no one not gonna care. Like you are gonna have to like bring it, bro. Right, right, right. So. Uh, No point of having the 1v1 if we can't see it at that point. You know, you're just doing it for yourself. And that's selfish. We all want to see this 1v1. But anyway. As a a side note, Lou Williams will get destroyed by Jimmy Butler. Demolished. 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 Wouldn't even be close. Um, It'd be fun fun to watch, though, by the way. It'd be be fun. Uh, Also, speaking of Jimmy Butler, we don't know what's happening right now. He did suffer an injury in tonight's game against the Houston Rockets. Oh, really? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna keep everyone updated on Twitter and stuff like that. So follow us on Twitter, um, but we don't necessarily know how severe it is. They said it did the X rays and it came back negative, so that's a good thing. But a lot of people are suspecting that it may be um, an ACL tear or something along those lines. So we're, we're gonna figure out what what um what really is going on with Jimmy Butler. But, um, so you think this is an opportunity, like a way to dodge the one v one, maybe? No, no, he he was for hurt. I don't know if you're saying that. I'm about to say, I don't know, I don't know, you, you about <laughs> but low key, and we said this last podcast, this is a perfect opportunity for Wiggins to step up. You're not gonna use this as a chance to blow Wiggins. No, right no, it ain't no Come chance. On, I want to see him do it. He got 24 games left. I want to see it happen. So Wiggins, if you really about that life and you really as great as some people still think you are for whatever reason, I need to see that. I need I need to see that. All right, man. Uh, by the way, what a blow. God damn. Timberwolves finally have a good season. Jimmy goes down. Uh, do you want me to say hello or are you going to say it? What's that? Might have something to do with Thibs, man. I knew you were uh, going to say that. I ain't gonna it, it, you know what's crazy? Thibs. Uh, Thibs is actually, he's trending right now. And that's what everybody's saying. Like, here we go again yeah. with the Thibs nonsense. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, uh, I don't, for those I don't who don't know, know uh, when Thibodeau was coaching the Bulls, Whoever his primary player was, at one point it was Lowell Dang, uh, and then, of course, it transitioned when uh, he continuously got injured. They lead the league in minutes per game. And then also Joe Kim Noah. Joe Kim Noah, then he got hurt. Yeah. So it happened for consecutive seasons. So when players that are leading, leading the league in minutes get injured, of course, everyone looks to the coach like, why are you playing them so much? You're making them prone to injuries through fatigue. And so... Uh, of course, when Thibs went to the Timberwolves, my first thought was, "Oh, hopefully, same thing doesn't happen to Andrew Wiggins." And so, it happened to Zach Levine, though. 
Yeah, yeah. So anyway, when when any player goes down and, and Thibs is the coach or in the vicinity, everyone just looks at Thibs like, hey, let's look at his minutes real quick before we jump to any conclusions. But, I don't think, but I don't think Jimmy was playing like crazy minutes this year. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't. Yeah, but he I think was. it's like a, a meme at this point. All right. Um, so I, because there weren't that many things to talk about this week, I know we spent a lot of time on, on a few things, but there still wasn't that many things to talk about. What, we, what we're going to do is run through some Q&As, the NBA just popped off for the last two games because they gave the um, players a week after the All-Star break. So I asked you on Twitter, give me some questions. You all gave me some questions. And we're going to run through these as quick as possible to kind of wrap up this video. I just said video. Hello, to it's wrap morning. Up, You're good, bro. It's stop, morning. To, to, wrap, <laughs> to wrap up this podcast as soon as possible. Uh, shout out to my man, Evan. Wait, let me check Let me check if I'm recording because I feel like we've done this before. Okay, I'm recording. All right, shout out to my man at Evan Gilkey. His question is um, mid-season awards. We never did this, so just real quick, your mid-season awards. Uh, I'm giving out zero mid-season awards. Nobody deserves a mid-season award. That's like saying the You're Cavaliers so deserve a tr- the Cavaliers You're deserve a so trophy for making stupid. the finals, though. Then there's no such thing as a mid-season okay, award. Okay, um, mid-season award. Just to, just so we can have this in the podcast. Uh, Harden MVP, which I think he's going to finish his MVP. Uh, Defensive Player of the Year. It's a tough one, but I'm I might go PG or Roberson, but now Roberson is out, so that's going to be interesting. How could uh, you six go with Roberson? He's going to be out like most of the season, bro. Well, I know, but he said, but he said midseason, so around the midseason, it would definitely be, Roberson yeah, would have been that's, that and that's why there's no midseason awards. Okay, all right, I get it, I get it. Six Man of the Year, Lou Williams, obviously. Rookie of the year. I'm I'm actually gonna put Donovan Mitchell as my rookie of the year. Coach of the year. I might actually go um Popovich. Because if they go the entire season without Kawhi, basically, that's that's gonna be vastly impressive. Next question Who's better, Tatum or Brown from King Manning? Neither. They both play on the Celtics. Um, I'm gonna go with Brown. I'm gonna actually I'm gonna stay with Brown. Um Address teams tanking. How do you feel about teams tanking, Agent? Is it in the rules? Uh, I guess it is. Then it's okay. All right. Yeah, I don't. I mean, as long as you're not publicly talking about it, Mr. Cuban, and getting fined six hundred dollars. Yeah, Mark Cuban is bugging. I don't God know what. Damn. I don't know what. Uh, I don't know what Mark Cuban is doing. Yeah, he's definitely bugging. I don't. I don't. He prefaced it by saying, "I don't know if I should be talking. I don't know if I should be telling you this." You shouldn't. If you have to begin any sentence with that, Mark Cuban, just omit the sentence from the interview. You got fined $600,000 for no reason. He said he went to a dinner with his players and said, yeah, we're trying to lose. So I'm like, Mark, why would you tell everybody that? I don't Let know. alone you told the players you should lose the games. Like, God damn it, Mark. What's wrong with you, man? Yeah, Mark Mark, Mark Cuban is bugging. But he's been very vocal about his, his ideals of tanking and, and what he thinks about it. And I mean, I applaud him for his honesty, but it's, I don't know. That's just kind of pointless. You know what's crazy, by the way, on a side note? What's that? How, how on planet Earth, low have the 76ers not been fined anything? But just because Mark Cuban is honest, he got fined. They did the most, most obvious and atrocious act of tanking we have ever seen in NBA history. And they didn't get nothing happen to them. I guess they didn't technically break any rules, but. I, I just, I mean, one guy's honest, the others keep it behind closed doors, and I guess... I don't even know if it's behind closed doors, they just don't say it publicly, because everyone knew that they were tanking. Everybody knew this. Uh, this the six Those are synonyms for one another, behind closed doors and not No, no, behind thing. closed doors means like, you're just, you're doing things behind closed doors, 
and you don't necessarily know what they're doing, but you can kind of get an understanding of why they're tanking. And but you're just not you're not speaking publicly. Everyone knew what the Sixers were doing. Like they were like, nah, you sitting out, you sitting out. We trading everybody for draft picks. Like it was, I don't know. To me, that was obvious. Um, at WizBW, at WizWB23, his question is, can you please address the fact that sports shows like First Take or Undisputed or Nick Wright always talk about the same stuff on this show? Like it's always about either LeBron, Warriors, or Lonzo. Sometimes OKC in Boston, but it's really annoying that they need, they need to discuss more. Um, yeah, I think it's annoying. And I also think it's annoying that a lot of stuff that they say are factually incorrect. And it's amazing to me. I mean, it is. And it's amazing to me how a team like Toronto can consistently be one of the better teams in their conference over the last two to three years. And nobody, they like, they rarely talk about them. I, I don't, I don't understand that at all. I saw the funniest uh, tweet today. It was like, which player in the NBA is going to score the most points in tonight's NBA night? And they had like Kuzma, Giannis. They had everybody except anyone from the Raptors. I'm like, really? You're you're putting 80 overall players, but you refuse to put DeRozan? Come on, man. Why are we dis- I just thought about that. Anyway, yeah, that, that's that's crazy. Uh, they do that because no one watches the other shit. So just in case you were asking, uh, they get better ratings when they talk about the popular stuff. Which you might hate, but majority of people, when he's talking about Stephen Curry, will watch. If he's talking about uh, Dejounte Murray, a lot of people just don't give a fuck. So that's why. Um, I don't, I don't know who this person is. I don't know. I don't want to mispronounce your um, name. Also, you, uh, you don't even follow me on Twitter, so you just left. You just left the. Uh, I think you may follow Angel. Hey, that means you can skip that one. No, 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 no. It's actually a good question. Do you think there's a chance for D'Angelo Russell uh, to work out with the Nets? Because I, I think people have. What does that mean? I mean, because I think people have forgotten about him with the new with the um, Brooklyn Nets. He's you he's, mean work out like J Cole or work out like you know for the team? you know what you know what he's talking about. You're like everything is going to work out with him in the Nets because he hasn't been playing that well since he's returned. My honest opinion is it's not like the Nets are going to make the playoffs. So I don't know why they felt the need to rush him back on the court, even if, even if it meant for him to stay out for the remaining um, season. Why not just keep him out? I just don't understand it. Because they know at draft night, when the Cavs get the Nets pick, they're going to look like utter failures when everyone's going to be like... But they're not, win- the but they're Nets, not winning the regardless, Nets. though. Like Even with even with D'Angelo out there, they're still losing. And he's not playing that good at all. That. He's not playing good. But I, I think they're trying to save themselves the embarrassment uh, of, of giving the Cavs a really high pick. And they want to give themselves the best chance to win because they have no incentive to lose. Okay. Uh, at Trippy, yeah. at Trippy J or Trippy Ja, I don't know. Um, biggest threat to the Warriors in the West? Are you not gonna answer? It? Is that a real? I don't, is that a real I don't question? Know. Um, obviously Houston, but outside of Houston themselves, um, who's better right now, Donovan Mitchell or Andrew Wiggins? Uh, shout out to hey, he. Damn, he's um my man. This is my man. He's um he's in a Discord. I don't know how to pronounce your name though, so I'm not even gonna mess. I'm not even gonna play with it. But who's better right now, Donovan Mitchell or Andrew Wiggins? You know the answer. Come on, you know the answer. Mm, It's Andrew Wiggins. That's funny. It's Donovan Mitchell. It's Donovan Mitchell. I mean, Donovan Mitchell's shooting 43 percent, 19 points per game, right? Okay. So it's basically Wiggins. No, it's not. Donovan Mitchell shoots way better from behind the yard, and he's a better facilitator. Um, come on, he shoots thirty five percent low. <laughs> come and on, what is, and what does Wiggins shoot? 
No, but you said that like he was a phenomenal. I never said he was phenomenal. We were comparing him to Wiggins. He also shoots way better from the. I won't be surprised. He shoots way better from the free throw. I'm surprised no one's made this comparison before. This is the first time I'm hearing this comparison. That's a good question, right? Very similar players, low. Oh no, they're not similar players. Um, they are. No, they're not. Because um, again, I don't. I don't get. Um, <laughs> I don't get why you don't understand that he, that Wiggins. He's not a playmaker, nor does he play defense. So, uh, is Vince Carter overrated? Yes. No. Lo, you just hate Vince Carter, but I, like I don't hate Vince Carter. I'm a realist, so yeah, he, he's. You're not. That's that's what that's what haters like to say sometimes to justify their hate. No, I, I just think that uh, he's definitely um, he's he's definitely overrated. Um, who are and this is um at underscore Tony Hunter. Uh, who are some of the most underrated players in the NBA this season? Just name one underrated player. DeJounte Murray on the Spurs. Um, I'm going to go with Aaron Gordon. And speaking of Aaron Gordon, it was quite a few people who wanted us to talk about Aaron Gordon's future in the league. For If you don't know, Agent, and for people out there who don't know, there's multiple people saying that this upcoming offseason that they're going to throw him either max money or near max money. And it's not completely clear if the Orlando Magic are going to match that money. Uh, what do you What do you think about um Aaron Gordon and his potential to be on another team. Here's what I know, though. Orlando will always make the wrong decision. So whatever that means, depending on whoever offers Aaron Gordon, whatever it is, if it's too high and it makes no sense to match it, Orlando will match it. If it does make sense to match it and build around him, Orlando will not do it. They find a way to make the wrong decision every single time. It's phenomenal, actually. Uh, agreed. I don't. I think. I think they're going to let him walk, and I don't know why they would let him walk. Um, but if anything, I, I don't want to see him on that team. So I hope they let him walk. They gave away Tobias to make room for him. So <laughs> if this doesn't work out, they're going to look like idiots. Uh, at El Hite, El Hite? I don't know what the fuck. He, you're a you're a Miami Heat fan. Um, biggest storyline that no one's talking about in the last twenty to thirty games. I think actually I I don't, I shouldn't have actually um, asked this question because I think you brought it up earlier, which was the Popovich thing. Because I think that's a uh, I don't know to me that's a that would be my answer. So what is your answer? That would be my answer for sure. Well, the Raptors for me because I'm a Raptors fan. Here, so ah. you're ridiculous. I mean, I mean, yeah. By the way, Dwayne Casey did get Coach of the Month. <laughs> you know, he he might have got Coach of the Month. Uh, and and they're playing great basketball, man. This is a beautiful thing to see a team. With literally, I mean, I mean, they got a better bench now, but it's really just the offense that's changed, and it feels like a whole new team. It's crazy how this team reinvents themselves, man. When Rudy Gay was gone, who knew if it was gonna work out? No, no one thought it was gonna get better, but they got better somehow. They just find ways to every single time. Everybody counts them out to do even better. So DeRozan, ha, who would have thought he'd be shooting threes, low? <laughs> who would have yeah, thought? That's Nobody. That's a fact. Because every every off season, everyone was saying DeRozan's practicing threes. It would be the season, and he doesn't pull up for any of them because he doesn't feel comfortable. And so, anyway, by the way, he was breaking all kinds of threes in the All Star game. We didn't talk. He about was that. trash he was in All Star. He was trash. You're right. He was. You see how nervous he was in the last play when he passed out of that. I was like, why would you pass that, DeRozan? Just dunk on him. You're DeRozan. Um. Anyway. Yeah, that was trash. A lot of people want us want us um, talk about. We kind of touched upon it, but just a quick answer. Um, where do you think OKC will finish now that Kawhi is out for the rest of the season, and now Jimmy Butler is um isn't healthy? 
Uh, I mean, unless they have an injury, probably third, right? Yeah, I think I think OKC is gonna finish third in the East. I mean, damn, I'm crazy. OKC is gonna finish third in the West, which is oh, which is so which this is why people stop, hit stop, me stop. up it was in a my DMs, which is crazy. Well, you know what's crazy? You know what's crazy about this? In the beginning of the season, I said that that's probably where they're gonna finish off. And in in the beginning, they, they looked like they were gonna be a disaster, but they've actually they've actually turned it around a lot within the last second. Last mm. uh, second half of the season, I, I'll say. We expected them to. Well, first of all, I remember when you we, were going we, hard we on them. We like, definitely, we definitely expected. I was going hard on them because they made me look stupid. I was like, bro, y'all not gonna make me look stupid because y'all playing trash. Like y'all need to start playing better, yo. Because I said, I said before the season began <laughs> that they were they're the the in my opinion the best team in the West that has a legitimate threat against OKC. I mean, that has a legitimate threat against the Golden State Warriors. Now I've definitely what? I've retracted that statement because I've seen them play, but I, I just I, it's they have been somewhat of a disappointment, but they've definitely turned it around. I I remember uh, to start the season when I was saying Houston stands a chance against Golden State, and everyone thought I was crazy. It's just funny everyone's coming around to the realization that who knows? I don't I don't I don't think they stand seven. a chance, but the whole Chris Paul and um, James Harden thing worked out way better than I thought it was going to work out. Yeah, man. James Harden, he adjusts, man. He was a sixth man for a really long time. And you're like, could he be a star? Of course he can. He played with Dwight Howard. You're like, could he do that? Of course he could do that. Dwight Howard left. Could he manage without him? Of course. Right? So why couldn't he play with Chris Paul? Dan Tony came in. Entirely new offense. Would he be able to get? Oh, my God. He's leading the league in assists. Dwight, I mean, James Harden is a machine, man. People really just sometimes, they look, they get carried away with the stats. But he does a lot of the small stuff, man. Like not playing defense or the step back threes he hits in people's faces. Face. It's phenomenal. Um, last two questions at Hall of Fame underscore fridge. Why do you think IT is trash despite the fact that when he's healthy, which will take some time, can drop thirty <laughs> can drop thirty every night. Name me another Laker that can do that currently. Do you think IT is trash? I think if there was anyone in the league I'd have defend me, it'd be him. That's a great point. Um, to me, IT last year was an anomaly. I think people don't need to base someone's entire career or what they could do off of what they saw IT do last season. He was in a system that benefited, that he benefited greatly from. And, and that's not to say that IT can't go out there and be an offensive force, but he's obviously limited on what he can do. And ever since he suffered that injury, which I don't think is an injury, and many people have stated that it's it's not an injury that you can just come back and play like you've played at your peak. I don't think Isaiah Thomas will ever be the same player. And once you start to consider his other faults, which is his, which is his defensive inabilities and his and, and and his lack of intangibles when it comes to making his teammates better, because there's been a lot of people who have questioned that as well. I think the the cons start to outweigh the pro, and really the only pro of Isaiah Thomas is his scoring abilities. And so if he's not scoring, and he and he is trash, um, thirty points a night, it doesn't really matter. Who, who cares? As long as the Lakers are winning, I don't care about someone scoring. But lol, he's Mister Fourth Quarter, even though he led the league in fourth quarter minutes last year. Um, oh my god. <laughs> um, Last last question, who do you think is going to make the playoffs in the East and the West? Um, it's pretty tight right now towards the bottom of the seeding. You have the uh, the Clippers, the Utah Jazz, and the Pelicans 
all around that 8th, ninth, and 10th spot. Uh, and then in the Eastern Conference, you have the Pistons trying to fight their way into the playoffs. And um, a couple of teams like the Houston, I mean, it's like the Miami Heat and the Philadelphia 76ers may fall off. So who do you have making the the, um, the playoffs? Uh, you want to name everybody? <laughs> no, just just the last. I mean, I think those those six teams. I don't, actually, five I don't teams, know, man. I don't, there's no point in me asking this question because it would just be a guess, bro. Like, it could be Miami or Detroit. I have no idea. Uh, it's, it's not going to be Charlotte. You know, Charlotte's always been. Yeah, Charlotte's not making it. Charlotte's no, been no. a consistent disappointment for a long while now. Um, and in the, facts, in the West, facts, facts. like, I don't know. Like, I doubt it'll be the Clippers. But New Orleans, DeMarcus is gone. So are they going to hold up? Like, but Utah's coming in, so they're probably like, I don't know, though. Like, you know, we'll- I might say I'm not going to lie. U- Utah, I have, I might actually put Utah in that conversation because now they have Rudy Gobert back, and I think that with Rudy Gobert and the progression of Donovan Mitchell, that might be enough actually to put them in the eighth seed. As the Clippers, I can see the Clippers and the Pelicans kind of fall off a little bit, and then in the East. I'm going to say things are going to stay the same because even though people lost their mind as soon as the um, Pistons gained Blake Griffin, Blake really hasn't been playing that well. He, he actually had a really bad night um, tonight against the uh, the Boston Celtics. And then, like you said, the, the gap between that seed and the next seed is the Charlotte Hornets, and they definitely not making it. So, yeah, I, I got the East staying the way that it is and the Utah Jazz creeping up in the eighth seed. And actually, my question to you is... <laughs> Blake Griffin shot 26%. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, Blake Griffin played trash. Wait, look, look, at, look, at, look, at his, look at his assisted turnover ratio. Oh, wait, 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 wait. He had uh, one assist, and he had six turnovers. My God. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> minus nine plus minus. Yeah, one Jeez, to six, man. bro. Oh, that's that, was, that was so trash. Um, and they lost, they lost, they, they were like moments in that game where they were down by like 20 points. Like it's, it was ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I don't, I just don't, I don't see that. I don't see how that team is going to really work out with one another. And the Pistons, I think, I think the Pistons play Charlotte next. And then right after that, they play the Raptors, they play y'all. So they're definitely not beating the Raptors. So I don't, I just, I don't, I don't see how that team is going to make it to the um, playoffs. Um, but my question to you, agent is, have you Come together. Have you? I don't know. I'm all over the Lo, place. Lo, this is why people hit me in my DMs, man. This is why. Oh my gosh. This is it. Have you finally made a top five list at least? Is was that like my homework for the podcast or something? I haven't thought you about need it. A, you need it. You need to put a top five list because I might have like to. Point I might, guards. My, all I, might, the time? I might have to DM my. I might have to DM myself. In Here's the thing, Lo. Basketball. When it comes to things like uh, rap, I feel like if you want to be a real rap connoisseur, you have to go back and study the guys. Who made rap what it is. And so you date all the way back. All the way, all the way back to Grandmaster Flash, right? And then you work your way forward from there. But when it comes to things like the NBA, low, I have zero interest in learning about what happened before 96 when I was born. Because 96, Iverson and Kobe were drafted. It was a lit year, right? And then everything happened from there. Okay, okay, all right, all right, all right. Name me a top five players. I, I would, I would, I, I want to say top ten, but I don't think you can do this. But top five or top ten of the 2000s in an agent. Ooh. Could you make it like, oh, 2000s, so like not 2010 plus? No, no, yeah, just from 2000 to So 2000s. Gilbert Arenas is one. You're fucking retarded. So Kobe is two. 
Iverson is three. I'm going all point guards, man. They were the most entertaining players. Uh, actually, I really- no, 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 no. Wait, wait, let's let's pause. Let's pause here for a second. <laughs> Not your favorite, the best players from uh, 2000 to 2010. I had to think about it. that'll be my homework for the next pod, Lo. I'll, I'll plan it out. Oh, okay, fine. Give me your favorites then. Uh, Kobe was my favorite. Gilbert was my second favorite. He was phenomenal. But if you guys ever get a chance to watch Gilbert in the 2005 All-Star Game, just do it. Uh, if you ever get a chance to watch Gilbert Arena's game-winning compilations, do it. I've never seen a guy pull up for a game-winner turn around with such confidence. I've never seen... He's low. I'm not, I'm not playing with you, bro. I don't want to hear no debate here. He was the most clutch player in NBA history. So it's there's there's a there's a conversation that people need to have with with being a clutch player that me and you can't have because you your basketball knowledge is severely well. If you want me to, bro, I can dive deep into the hit. It's just gonna be I just really no 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 you you can't. I'm not even trying to be funny, but you can't. No 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 no. I'm telling you, I can study. I just no 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 like the sixties. No three point line. I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not even saying like that. I. Like I'm getting to a point now where my basketball knowledge is getting so vast. Look at this no guy gas keep... himself up, yo! <laughs> yo, look at this guy go! I've, I've never seen anything. There's, like this. there's, there's no way that you're gonna be able to have the same type of complex conversations that I have with other people. There's just no way. Do either. you hear yourself right now, though? Because <laughs> no, because you you said you said something about clutch. I don't need, I don't even really know what clutch is anymore. Yo, that's getting theoretical for no reason. No, no, that's right. That's a whole nother. That's a whole nother topic. What you don't know what clutch is, my guy? Because I think people. I don't. I don't think people. Because if you look at clutch numbers, the players that you think are clutch are not clutch. Lo, I I get. I know what you're gonna say. You're gonna say actually, if you think about it, Kobe shot a worse percentage with five seconds left in the game than this guy, and Kobe's. It's not even five. It's not. It's not even five seconds. Whatever. Whether it's a minute, three minutes, or whatever your definition or parameters are for clutch. But see, that's the thing. So that's the thing. But what's the parameters for being clutch, though? All right, but once you determine that, you can have the conversation. You just have to determine the parameters. No, but you you still you still can't have the conversation because. There's still certain incidents that happen in the game or within the parameters that you set for being clutch that would immediately contradict what, what you would deem no, as what being No, that clutch. doesn't make any sense, Lo. Clutch is... Yes, it was. It's simple. Don't overcomplicate things, Lo. It's when the game's on the line, who's stepping up? Okay, let me ask you this so we can just end it on this note. When Kobe made that bank shot over Wade... Was that a clutch performance? Remember that game? Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, and then he did like the okay. Whole was that was that a yeah. was that was that a clutch performance Absolutely. from Kobe? Yeah. Okay. See, so but the problem is, is that with five minutes left to go in the game, the Lakers were up by ten points, and Kobe would proceed to shoot five one. I mean, not five one for five from the field. On the other hand, Wade. Basically, single-handedly brought the Miami Heat back in the game from a 10-point deficit and made it to where the game was tied. And so now, just because Kobe made that shot, that's a clutch performance? Low, that doesn't as, make any sense. As the time winds down, the clutch significance barometer increases exponentially. So, whatever but, happens... But so, just because you made the game winner, regardless if you put your team in that situation... Regardless if you were trash, and the reason why you was trash is the reason why this team meets the game winner, 
then all of a sudden, nah, cause then now you can now make the same argument for everything. That means Cleveland was trash for being down 3-1 to begin with, right? In the year they won the championship. Like, we had no business being down 3-1, etc., etc. But that doesn't mean that their performance... No, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a difference between being down 3-1 and being up 10 points and you lose a lead because you were trash... And then you got to save It's not yourself. about being trash. It's about basketball is a game of momentum. There's going to be times where it's not on your side or maybe the ref blew a stupid whistle and then but it... Th- but that's the whole purpose of being clutch, though, that that the momentum of the other team shouldn't off-swing you being clutch. No, but regardless of how clutch some, you could be the greatest player on the planet. You could practice a shot so many millions of times, but there's momentum in basketball games. So that sometimes you're going to miss four shots in a row... In the like with five minutes left to go, it doesn't mean you're not a clutch player. Like I think you're focusing. But too if much that's on, the case, you can make you can make the argument for literally everyone in the NBA. Then you can, but it's about it's about low. This how you de- <laughs> this how you decide how clutch you are. When when there's five seconds left in the game, are KD and LeBron gonna trap you in the corner and leave some? And they're gonna leave James Harden open. That's how you know you've reached an, a a new level of clutch. That's what they did to Curry in the All Star game. And so, but see that, but I, but I agree with you on that, which thus means that there's no way that you can actually measure clutchness because it's being clutch is really just how the defenses and how the offenses is set up around an individual player, because that's the player that you want to get the ball in their hands. Now, I just, yeah, you make a good point. Is there a way to measure it? Who knows? Uh, I don't think, but that's the thing. I don't think there is a way to measure it because if, if you try to measure it, like Tracy McGrady, you could probably find a way. If we, if if we, spend a if lot we of measure time. it, if we measure it, Tracy McGrady's not clutch at all. All right, but then Kobe wouldn't be clutch either, right? No, 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 no. I mean, no. I what I was going to say, not really. Kobe is clutch. What I was going to say was T Mac is not clutch. Like, there's no actual evidence of T Mac being clutch at all. But here's the thing, because you, if you're looking at it statistically, low, you have to. Create an objective formula that analyzes and weighs everything proportionally to decide how significant someone is on a team. So if your name is DeRozan or Kobe Bryant, you're getting doubled at the end of games because they know you're going to put up the shot. They know you're clutch. So like all that stuff, you'll never see that in the stats. So you can't just look off of that. My my. Oh my, no 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 no! I I agree. Like. Like fucking JJ Reddick's fourth quarter percentages should be way higher than Chris Paul's, right? Because Chris Paul gets more. I agree with that. So, but T Max percentages is worse than like his own peers, like worse than Dirk's, worse than Ray Allen's, worse than you know what I'm saying, like worse than the niggas that were uh, on you teams just compared them to really really clutch people. But all right, okay. I mean, but would it, I mean who am I supposed? I'm supposed to lower the bar well, even if, further if, if, if there if because there if we keep lowering a- the bar, where, where is clutch then? If I keep lowering that bar. How far do I need to If there was ever clutch, by the way, Ray Allen would probably be at tip top, top, tip top when it comes to. I mean, you heard Skip. I don't know if Ray Allen's even that clutch either. Okay, that's where we're gonna end the conversation, podcast. Uh, and thank you guys for coming to on this <laughs> I'm podcast. I'm just saying, bro. I don't know, bro. I don't know. Yeah, how could and that twenty in twenty in twenty ten game seven, Ray Allen was trash. Okay, and then in, I think it was was it twenty twelve, twenty fourteen. It was twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen against the Spurs. Uh, what was that? He, what but wait, 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 wait. But he made one shot. If you look at that entire game or the entire fourth quarter, he was not playing well. Right. But here's the thing. So that's why I'm, that, but that's the point when I'm asking. Is it just because of that one shot? Or are you going to look at the entire game? No, I mean, there's game? plenty because of stuff he did he before that. Well, 
Because you gotta you gotta earn LeBron's trust to get the ball. And with that, like with, with he didn't give him the ball. LeBron missed the shot, and Chris Bosh passed it to him. Right. So I'm saying, whatever the situation, though. If if you so, what are you saying? How is Ray Allen? I'm just, uh, but that's what that's what I'm saying. It's is deeper because I think when people talk about clutch, they only visualize these one highlights that people recognize because those are the most and important parts my, and the most exciting. I get what you're saying, Lo. Those aren't the only parts to being clutch. There's stuff that happens before that that plays a role in what inevitably becomes a game winner or a game that missed game winner, whatever the case is. I get that. Yeah. It's very challenging to miss because you'd have to set up a very, very objective with no bias included formula that actively weighs all the things that make someone clutch, which is difficult to gauge to begin with. That all makes sense, but at the end of the day, when you think about clutch, you think about the guys that hit the big shots, Jordan in the finals, Kobe throughout his life, you know? Like and for me, we came to this we came to this conversation because Gilbert Arenas was one of those players. If you ever get a chance to go back and watch his games, he was he was stone cold. And I think in the conversation of clutch, if there was ev- anybody ever underrepresented, it was him because his career was cut short and he wasn't able to do it for long every, enough. Every, everyone who was around that time remember Gilbert Arenas. But so if, you, if you ask on Twitter right now, who, who's the most clutch player in the 2000s, I guarantee you only like a few oh, guys Gilbert, but, Gilbert. But Gilbert Arenas wouldn't even be top five in that conversation. How? Who would be above him, though? Dirk Nowinski would be higher. Kobe would be higher. Ray Allen would be higher. I'm trying to think of... D-Way would be higher. Uh, no, nothing. D Wade in the two thousands, man. He won one championship with Shaq. Come on, yo. And you think Shaq was playing that great in that in that final series? I mean, he wasn't playing Lakers good, but he was still putting up nice numbers. What do you think nice numbers are? Uh, I was checking it actually during the last podcast. He was doing twenty points and like ten plus rebounds. He was he was doing like all star numbers, man. He wasn't a Hall of Fame numbers at the okay, time. No, I'm just no, I'm just no, that's I'm just I'm trying to figure what you what you call a nice. Um, I would I would say you can make an argument that LeBron was more clutch than um, Gilbert Arenas. He wasn't though, because remember uh, early in LeBron's career, he was known for choking and traveling when the clock was winding down. I don't know if you remember was that. Was he was he was he known for that? Yes, he or was. was that? So wait, let me okay, let me let me wrap it up like this. Is LeBron clutch? I think now he is, but in the first half of his career, he there was definitely pressure on him because a lot of people were saying he didn't have what it takes to close out games. In fact, you could still make that argument because Kyrie was the closer for the Cavs during their time together. Well, let me uh, let me let me, pause, let me stop you right here. There, and and by the no way, before way I that... finish, Ray Allen was the closer in one of the championships they won with the Heat. There's always somebody there's, closing for LeBron, but anyway. There's no know. way. There's no way, especially if you look at the. If we were to look at the numbers, there's no way that you would say that LeBron isn't clutch. No, he is. He is. I'm just saying, in the first half of his career, he was even, very even in the first half of his career. There would be. He, no I'm saying way he was popularly known across social media as the guy because who would travel to in the middle of games in the clutch. He did it nah, a lot. If you if you looked at his numbers, especially in the fourth quarter. Yeah, but there's, he, when, there's no way that it shows say that. TOV. It shows one TOV in the box scores, but it doesn't tell you that there was five seconds left and LeBron traveled and lost his team the opportunity to win a pivotal game or whatever the case is. So you can look at the numbers, but it's going to omit very important information about why a lot of people believe LeBron wasn't clutch at the time. But, but you anyway. can say the same thing about Gilbert Arenas. But all, all I'm saying is no, this. because I'll he be, didn't I'll, carry I'll, that I'll, reputation. But anyway, keep going. Yeah, we're talking about two years of, of a player's career. I'll even say this and get to give. Paul George some credit here. There is Whoa. this belief 
that Paul George is in clutch because they're saying like he's 0 for like eight or whatever on game winning shots, right? <laughs> which which technically is true. However, the reason why that's such a bad stat, and this is the reason why I, I just don't understand what being clutch means. If you go back to when they played Denver, like a few weeks ago, right? And Paul George hit the shot that had them up in that game. Remember that? Yep, I remember. So technically at that moment, Paul George made the game when he shot. He was clutch. Yeah. yeah. So in the parameter in which they set what being clutch means for Paul George, he has now overcome that, that parameter. But because Russell Westbrook left Gary Harris wide open and Harris missed that <laughs> shot and made that shot. Now all of a sudden, the shot that Paul George just made doesn't fit the parameter that people have set through for his career to label him as being clutch. That's the reason why I don't I don't understand what clutch is. Because like you said earlier, uh, you can set the parameter. Again, man. No, I'm just saying, no, like you said earlier, though, you can set the parameters so specific that now a player doesn't even fit within that parameter, and now you can change the narrative of how clutch that no, player is. No, but that, that's not an objective form. When I say formula, I mean, like, literally, they're weighing the percentage here, the plus minus here, and they all have different weight depending on their importance at the end of games. What you're talking about is the most simplest of quote-unquote parameters, is was it a game winning shot or not? And that's not the only but some, thing that but matters. Some, but some people, but that's what some people have done, though. All right, but that's you know, it's social media, though. People don't have forward know, thinking but, conversations. But, but, but not only that, but I just, I just asked the same question with you about Kobe, how he shot one for five from the field leading up into the game winner, but because he had the game winner, even you just sat there and said that that was a clutch performance. It was, yes. I don't know how that's a that doesn't sound like a clutch performance to me. Low. I don't know how your team can be up by ten points and you blow that lead, and because you banked the three point shot, that thus means that you're clutch. Then you're saying Kobe isn't clutch at all with that line of questioning. Whether it's no, 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 it's not. Or it's not at all. There were definitely moments in Kobe's career where he, I, like, he just single handedly carried the team. There's or single handedly blew leads and lost. I I remember him watching him play games where. He missed seven, eight in a row. He did not care whatsoever, Low. Still shooting that ball. But at the end of the day, like, it's not about how much shots he makes or misses. It's the fact that he's willing to take those shots, which I provides opportunity. I agree pro- with you. I agree with so, you, actually. So there we go, then. Well, I, I just but feel the, like... But the problem is that you can't... That mean, But that means that you can't measure it. That it's something that you have to see. I guess. It's, I guess. I mean, it's all subjective then, right? Or you can sit down and really try and get analytical with it. Maybe get yourself a statistician. But if you get analytical with it, then then you're going to realize that a lot of the players that you think are clutch are not clutch. But in my opinion, I agree with you. If you're if you have the mentality to just keep taking shots and not allow a defense to deter you from taking shots, then in my opinion, regardless if you make it or miss it, the fact that you're still consistently an offensive threat that still makes you being clutch. But if you get I mean, analytical with it, then no, you're not going to be clutch. Anyway, uh, guys, if you learned a lesson in today's podcast, watch Gilbert Arenas' game-winning compilations. All right, some of the most Gilbert Arenas is overrated. Videos. That was two years of, of his career. I, I, I want to punch you for saying that, Lo. Can you please? Gilbert Arenas is overrated. Let me t- let me keep it hundred with y'all. He was a terrible defender. He he had a oh two-year stretch. God. 
He had I'm a two-year stretch this. when they I, no. I he had a two-year he had a two-year stretch when they changed the rules. That's when he became better, and it was literally just two years. That's all it was. Yeah, because injuries took injuries in the locker room incident. Derailed I was about his to career. say. I was about to say it's a little bit more than injuries. <laughs> and, and, the, and the same thing. Same thing for Vince Carter. It was just a two-year stretch in his career. People need to stop acting like Vince Carter was dominant for like five plus years. It was literally two to three years of Vince Carter's a nearly twenty-year time in the NBA. Uh, so we'll end the podcast on that note. Uh, yo, uh, shout out to everyone for watching the podcast. This. This has been the Drake ran away from Agent at the Park podcast. Uh, the fact that you remember that podcast name is embarrassing. Uh, honestly, it's embarrassing that he'd run away from those games. So, uh, yo, share this on Twitter, on Facebook with your buddy in a WhatsApp chat. Do you guys still use Kick? People use that. Kick it to somebody, man. You said in a uh, what's what? What you say in a what? A WhatsApp chat. You don't know WhatsApp? Cut it, Agent. Lo, that's one of the biggest messaging apps in the fucking world, man. What do you mean you don't know what WhatsApp is? I don't know what that is. How? Everybody uses... Yo, well, maybe it's not a U.S. thing as much, but literally everyone in the world uses that. China, my mom in Ethiopia, we message on WhatsApp. Anyway, um, uh, so people know. You might not know, Lo. Lo, you might not be intelligent enough to understand what WhatsApp is, all right? But at least 60% of the people listening do. Um, anyway, yeah, share it with a buddy. Uh, and I guess we'll catch you guys on the next. Share, share, on, share on, share on MySpace and Black People's Meet. Uh, put in the Pornhub right. comments. All right, bro. Wow. <laughs> Have you ever been to the comments, low? That stuff is hilarious. All I've right. never been. I've never been to the comments, but apparently you have. <laughs> Apparently you have agent. I've never been to the I've seen screenshots on Reddit, man. No, nah, <laughs> so you ain't seen no screenshots. I saw screenshots. Done, after you got done busting a nut, you scrolled down to the comment section. And you was like, oh, no, let, no, me, no. let me see the new juicy comment section. That's what oh you Oh, my did. God. Uh, okay. All right. On that note, we're heading out. Peace. Peace. Do you keep that stuff in there? I never stick around for your last peace. You don't keep of that course in. I keep of course I keep it in, bro. Why would you do that? I keep this conversation in as well. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, yo. Hi, it's Flo. And you know what word I don't get? Shampoo. The first half of the word is sham, and the second part you definitely don't want to see in the shower. That's why I made up a neat word. Flotection. The feeling of security you get when your new house is protected by home insurance through me and progressive. I mean, seriously, shampoo? What part of that makes you want to rub it all over your hair? Save an average of 17% on car insurance when you bundle home and auto through Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations.